0: Welcome to season four of the You Flourish podcast, Flourish in Faith. We are high-energy, enthusiastic businesswomen who are unapologetically Christians. At You Flourish Company, we know that our world puts such a high value on success and productivity, and our faith often gets put on the back burner. So we want to help you flourish in your faith. What does flourishing in your faith really mean? It means collaborating with God in every area of your life and in every season. With friends, family, and in business meetings, God wants to have a seat at your table, but you have to invite Him in. And that's why this podcast exists, to help prepare you for every curveball that comes your way, so you can stay grounded and flourish in your faith. Join us every other Tuesday for a new interview with a faith leader. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. I am so excited to be back again, and I'm so excited especially because today I get to interview my sister, which is really exciting. Um, And I'm just, I'm I'm excited to hear what she has to say about her faith journey and um, how she brings God into every day. Because even though we live together sometimes, uh, when I stay with her, I don't necessarily get to see the ins and outs of her job and her everyday life and so Hannah welcome.
1: Hey thanks for having me it's fun to be interviewed by you and to see you in your day-to-day life so I'm excited.
0: Cool well Hannah why don't you just start off by telling everyone more about you what you do on an everyday um yeah what you're involved in.
1: Sure so like Grace said my name is Hannah Um, I grew up in Painesville, Minnesota with Grace. Uh, One sister, lived with mom and dad, um, graduated high school, uh, moved to Fargo to go to NDSU, where I uh, majored in finance and economics. Um, Got a job with the North Dakota Department of Commerce before I graduated college and started working there as the analyst. Um, Year later was promoted to venture financing manager um so my job entails meeting with business owners um, and evaluating their their business models and um, doing due diligence and then putting together financing packages and um, eventually pitching that to my board. Um, outside of work, I'm involved with an organization called She Starts Week, where we put on a week of programming for female entrepreneurs to promote um, promote women starting businesses in the Midwest. I'm also a youth mentor at church, so I mentor some young young adults and help them grow in their faith. Um, I'm also, uh, I would say, an entrepreneur now. I just launched my business, My Money Well, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, and then outside of work, I really enjoy working out. Um, I love weightlifting. I love to read. I um, really like going to breweries. Grace probably knows that pretty well. <laughs> uh, and I just like to try new things. I'm um, always looking for a new adventure, so that's a little bit about me.
0: Cool, it's very interesting. Um, and I'm sure many of you guys listening, you have siblings, and you think about how absolutely opposite you are of them, but how you are similar in the same ways. And so with Hannah's job, I'm more the creative, and she's more the detailed person. So it's interesting to see how we had turned out differently, but we also have so much in common. So and we both love breweries, like she said. So <laughs> that's a little bit more about us, but. Well, Hannah, I would love to hear a little bit more about your job first. I mean, and how you really bring faith into your everyday. I know you work in a high high caliber job for the state. And so when it comes to working for something like that and like the government, it's very black and white and what you can talk about, you can't talk about. And there's probably a lot of rules, I'm guessing. I've never worked for the state or like in the government, but how do you really lead with your faith in a role where maybe it's not so inviting?
1: Yeah, so I've kind of taken the path of ask for forgiveness and not for permission. Um, And I decided that if I say that faith is my number one value, I need to show that to people. And so um, one of the main ways I do it is usually by wearing just like signs of my faith. So I'll always wear like a cross necklace or um, a miraculous medal or something like that, just to get people, you know, to show the signs of my faith and to remind me um, that that's what's guiding all of my decisions. Um, and also to keep me centered, I have no, um, sticky notes on my computer that said that says you are doing the Lord's work, which is really a good reminder as I go throughout the day when I start wondering why the heck I'm doing what I'm doing. That reminds me about why I'm here. Mm-hmm. another thing I, I do is I'll just so if someone's like having a bad day or you know if I get an email from a client that says hey sorry I didn't get back to you because you know this this and this happened in my life I always say I'm praying for you I don't worry about if they don't believe um because I don't think anything bad could come out of that and so I always will kind of talk about that and, and make those comments just to you know let them know that I am praying for them because I definitely am. And so I think it's important to say that. Um, And then just like, you know, when someone asks about my weekend, I'll always say, I went to mass, you know, I went to church, I went to this and then I'll tell them about it and like the incredible things that happened. Um, And then just tell them about like, Hey, I have to go do this and this at church tonight. And I put it on my calendar and I don't have it private. So when I go to mass on Wednesday nights, I make sure that everyone on my, everyone can see that on my calendar. And hopefully that just kind of like sparks a little bit of, of just like thought and interest from them. Um, but with that, it also brings a lot of responsibility being so like forward in my faith because you want to act like a person of God. And so I, I, I want to make sure that I am, you know, all of my actions are, you know, doing, doing unto others as I would want done unto me. And so, um, I always try to constantly remind myself, okay, is this how I'd want to be treated? How would I want to, how would I want someone to communicate with me? Like what would Jesus do? And so having all these little reminders around me is a really good reminder, not only for people around me, but for like me personally. So that was, that's some of the things that I do on a day-to-day basis.
0: That's a good point in that when we say, when we're going to put ourselves out there and share our faith and be vulnerable in that way, that it does bring on the responsibility of like, people know that now and how do you want to be perceived? Um, Because you can talk a lot about perception and like first impressions and things like that. And it's like, if you are leading with that, which we pray that everyone will lead like that at some point, but it does show like you have the responsibility now to show that person how... They should
1: live, really. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of that also comes to just like being vulnerable with the people around you as well. Like you don't have to share your whole heart, but just say, you know, if you do make a mistake, own up to it and say, I'm really sorry this happened, but I'm working on it. And I've been praying about it and I, you know, I really feel bad. And so just owning up to, because we all sin, we're none of us are perfect. And so we're going to make mistakes and just, yeah, realizing that you do make those mistakes and then- having communicating to other people that you are sorry or that like you're working on yourself I think is a really really good way to to show your faith you know because like I said we're all going to make mistakes and so don't kind (laughs) of we don't want to make you so stressed out that like I can't do anything because I don't want to look like I'm you know not a Christian no Mm -hmm. it's just being aware enough and self self self-aware enough that you can own up to you know sometimes when you might not make the the best uh Mm -hmm. action
0: Yeah, I I guess I have a question for you in the sense of, have you ever been in a situation or, you know, you showed up wearing your miraculous medal or, you know, had a conversation about your faith with someone around you and it wasn't received well? And how did you, how did you react to that? And how did you like deal with that gracefully? If you did, if not, like share the story, a story about that. And because I think a lot of us do get a little bit nervous to maybe be that person that, shares in the way that makes us vulnerable because vulnerability is scary so how yeah have you have you had something like that happen to you
1: I wouldn't say I've had it in the workplace um I definitely have had it outside of the workplace and how I've dealt with that is just listened and tried to truly understand where that person is coming from and leaving emotions out of it and so I make sure to like keep myself calm and just like continually remind myself, like let them finish, let them finish, listen. Okay, now they're done talking, now I can talk. But like keeping it very calm and just focusing on facts, Mm -hmm. you know, like helping to ask probing questions to them to like fully understand. And then hopefully those probing questions will kind of lead them to get to the conclusion that you kind of want them to get to, to, to ultimately the truth. And so that's kind of how I dealt with that, just being a really good listener and asking good questions and not being too emotional.
0: Mm -hmm. Like separating the emotion from the task is what that makes me think of. Of Like, I am an emotional person, so I tend to get angry when people don't believe what I believe, but I do agree in the best way is to just simply care enough to listen to them because maybe that's the only love, you maybe are the only person that's listened to them and how long, and maybe that's the love that they needed to receive.
1: Um, yeah definitely i've gotten you know people enjoy like debating with me because i do leave my emotions out of it sometimes it gets hard when like they might start attacking you um and so it's definitely not always easy but just trying to like you know always keep that level um you know not getting not not um raising your voice you know and just always keeping that level demeanor will help to keep the situation calm mm-hmm.
0: Well, that brings me to what I really want to focus on for this episode is the power of evangelization. And so for those who don't know what evangelization is, Hannah, do you want to share maybe more what that word means with everybody?
1: Yeah. So evangelization uh, essentially means sharing the faith with others and helping to bring others into the fullness of the truth. Uh, I love evangelizing. It's one of my charisms. Um, It's it's what we were put on this earth to do is to bring people to know the truth. And so um it's something that we should all kind of keep in the back of our minds as as we're going throughout the day. Any all of our actions can be a form of evangelization.
0: So I mean you kind of touched on a little bit how we can how we can evangelize, maybe not not like forcefully by maybe just wearing jewelry that shows our faith or um saying I'm praying for you or things like that. Um, but how can we best share God's love for people in our personal lives and or like social lives or even at work to those who maybe already have a negative view of the church or their faith? Because um, I think we oftentimes run into people who we know that they don't want to talk about it, right? They've had a bad experience maybe in the past, and we know that, but that doesn't mean we should put it, we should really stop trying. But how do you continue to have those conversations with somebody? if they don't really want to even have the conversation. Yeah,
1: that's tough. Um, People have to be, they have to want to hear what you have to say. Otherwise it's kind of a dead end street. And so I think in those instances, the best way to do it is just to show your, show your faith by acting in a Christian way um, and showing like the, the happiness and the, the joy you get from being a child of God and living out, um, your Christian values. I think that's the best way to do it in that instance. But otherwise, you know, faith is a very vulnerable thing. And so oftentimes there's a reason why someone doesn't believe or doesn't want to believe. So with the people in my life, and Grace, I've like told you these stories, but like, I've just asked questions and just said, hey, like, what happened? Like, why? Like, can you do you mind sharing? Like, why? you don't believe that, or, like, why you fell away from the church, and, like, I truly want to understand, because I I share, like, I want to make sure that, like, I'm believing what is truth, Um, and so, like, if you know something that I don't, like, I want to learn more, and so, like, can you share that with me, and then maybe we can have a conversation about, like, you know, why I think what I think, and so, if you truly show interest in someone else's story, and want to listen, like, people, like, I think that they want to talk about themselves and like these stories are probably like something that they've been holding in for a long time and they've been surrounded by people who believe the same thing as them and so inviting them into like that intimate conversation will first of all really help build um you know build your relationship because if you get deep with someone you know that's when you create that that honest connection or that genuine connection and um yeah just like listen and. Listen to learn and to love, and not to respond, which is so hard. <laughs> and I, especially like when you you want to make sure like go, jumping into faith conversations, you can it can always be really stressful <clears throat> because like you're like oh I want to make sure I'm telling the truth. You know I'm I like I don't know everything. I'm not like super knowledgeable. Like I'm not a priest. I'm not a pastor. Um, but I was I met with uh Father Ross from Holy Spirit uh a couple weeks ago and. I was telling him this because I'm working on evangelizing one of my friends and he was giving me advice and he prayed with me. And this was so incredible. I, you know, I've been a a Christian for a very long time and I've been growing in my faith, but I don't know if I've ever heard God talk to me that loudly and clearly than I did in Father Ross's office. We we prayed this ARRR prayer. It's like, acknowledge, um, relate or acknowledge, like tell God what your problem is, um, listen and then respond to him. And so father and I were praying together and we got to the listen part and he's like, Hey, now listen for what God's telling you. And loud and clear, he said, don't worry. I got it. Like, let me work through you. And, I mean, that was something that I had been struggling with. Is like, what, like I, I'm doing? Like, I'm gonna evangelize people. I need to do this. But no, God, like everything that I have comes from Him. He has given me all the strength. He's given me all these talents and tools, and I am. He's working through me to get to accomplish these things. And so, if I just remember that, it's all gonna work out. Like the Holy Spirit is. Going is going to be with you and in you, and it is in you, and it's going to help guide those conversations. And even if you misspeak or something, like the the person's not really going to remember that. They're just going to remember that you were the person who sat and listened to them and shared, and you were that love that they were looking for. You and God is love love, and you, you were you were you were Jesus sitting with them. And so if we can just keep that in mind, like we are carrying the Holy Spirit. With, with us wherever we go. And we can be that light in someone's life just by being there. Um, so that's
0: what I would say. That was kind of a long-winded that, answer. No, I think that is that's so true because I think, like I've already mentioned, I mean, you've mentioned too, it can be really scary going into all these conversations. And one thing that I struggle with too is like not knowing all the facts. Because I'm scared. I'm like, the reason I sometimes don't want to even have conversations with people about faith or the church or whatever is because, gosh, I don't know these, all these Bible verses. And they're going to ask me all these questions. And I don't know the answer. And then what are they going to think? Then they're going to think, well, I'm this is fake. And I go into the spiral of worry. But I think you're right is, like, just reminding ourselves that it isn't up to us at all. Like, mm-hmm. we just truly practice living a life where we are loving and and thinking about like what would Jesus do in the situation. I think that all we can do is love people rather than trying to spew facts at them. They just want to be loved and that's the best way to show Jesus to somebody. And what you were talking here, you, you made me think of Mother Teresa quote. That is, she says, I'm a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. Mm. And like he... He sent us to this earth to be his pencil, to leave his love and write his love everywhere we go. And so I think if we can just remember when it comes to evangelizing or speaking to other people about our faith, whether that's at work, whether that's with our friends, whether that's even at church with people who are even coming, but maybe don't know God, like we get to know him. Mm-hmm. we are just a pencil and our tool that he gets to use us. Like we are all just tools. Do you think about it? Yeah.
1: Tools that God loves so much. And so, you know, he's, so I'm trying to think about the definition of love. It's love is willing the good of the other. And so God works through us. So uses us as a tool, but I I don't, I kind of want to get away from that term use because uses, um, kind of like, you know, a bad term in a way he works through us because he wills our good. And so us doing his will is he's because that just think about whenever we do something good for God, like how good it makes us feel. and he just wills that for us so much. Um, and so yeah, he he's just so good. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I oh, I had something come to me, but I forgot it.
0: <laughs> well. When- I- just a tangible way to i think i was actually listening to a podcast by father mike schmitz this morning and i'm listening to the catechism in a year right now and today his story was all about the power of the name of jesus and i think like when you're going into situations sometimes people will be like well just pray about it just pray about it or like you're going to have a conversation with someone you're nervous about it's like okay i should just say a prayer right now and it can be harder even when you're in the middle of a conversation And that some things aren't going your way. Like, how can you call on the name of Jesus? And ask for his help. And in this podcast, he just reiterated the power of literally the word Jesus, like the name of Jesus. And so I think just a really good way to make this tangible is just saying the name of Jesus and remembering like the power that comes from that name. And like, he is here for us. He only wants the good like he loves us, like you said, like he wills the good of all of us in our lives. And so like just saying the name of Jesus and everything that we do and reminding ourselves, like we're ultimately not in control, I think is one of the like most powerful things you can do when you're feeling nervous or scared, like just say the name of Jesus. Uh,
1: Yeah, control. Yeah, we all try to do. We can't (laughs) control any situation. No, Uh, we have to act. But listen and yeah all about listening and taking time to be present and to just listen i mean it's all honestly it's it's all over once you hear god's voice you know Mm -hmm. like you can't go backwards from that like once someone hears you know actually hears god talking to them like it's over (laughs) so like i don't know that was it's just like the greatest thing when you know that you've heard like a message from him and so, like, just taking that time to sit and actually listen. And I encourage everyone to look up that process, that ARRR prayer process, because that has been incredible um, for me. I've
0: been I will, praying... I will um, link that in the show notes, too. Okay. Well, Hannah, I also... Um... Before we wrap up, I have a couple more questions I want to ask you. And the first is, I would love, um, well, first, thank you for all your insight so far. This has, I think, been very helpful. But I want to hear a little bit more. And I know, as you said at the beginning, that you're an entrepreneur, and I know that this is a brand new thing for you. Um, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about this new company you're starting, and and also how you are going to help people flourish in this new in this new path in this new season and how you've been led by your faith to start something that start what you're starting. So first to share a little bit more about it and then to share how you're going to help people through this.
1: Yeah. So thanks for giving me the space to do this. So um, my company is called My Money Well, and we are passionate about helping women build uh, build wealth and building their version of a rich life. And so um, essentially I'm a money coach. And so I will help you get out of debt, um, come up with an, um, a, a budget, um, you know, help you maybe increase your income, come up with strategies for saving, help you just become more secure with your money. Um, I'm focusing on single women and also people on a commission-based salary or commission-based income, um, because that can be kind of stressful to plan and to manage all of those, um, you know, the cash flows in your life. And so I really wanted to start this because I personally struggled with money anxiety and I was able to overcome that by doing lots of soul searching, um, lots of education and um, just like I like to call it getting naked with my money, which is an extremely hard thing to do. And I'm working on it every single day, but knowing and becoming more comfortable with what I have has given me like the flexibility to enjoy my life way more and to invest in things that god wants for me instead of you know sitting at home and not doing anything because i didn't want to go spend money i'm now able to build relationships and travel and take time in the evenings not working to go and mentor students um at church so just becoming financially secure and comfortable with your money and knowing that you're on the right track is so important to living a free life and a more joyful life. And so I want to help single women, um, and commission based individuals come to know or come to be more secure with their money. Um, I, you know, people always ask like, why would I pay someone to help me with my money? But we pay someone to help us in the gym, even though we already kind of know how to run. (laughs) So, why would we not pay someone to help us manage our money, which is the number one reason for divorce? It's the number one stressor. Um, it's it's definitely well worth the investment. And I'm definitely glad that I invested all the time and energy I did into helping myself. And so I want to be able to offer that to everyone else, um, specifically women. So,
0: yeah. Cool. And I think so there's one part of your mission that I I, I love, but I also like want to hear your input on actually there's two things I want your input on but I don't want to throw you into the throw you like for a loop by asking this question but you I'm interested to hear your version of when you say helping someone find their version of a rich life what Mm -hmm. what inspired that to be part of your mission And like what does that really mean yes
1: yeah so what that means to me is not necessarily in money terms but in anything terms. So we can be rich with money, we can be rich with love, we can be rich with family time, we can be rich in experiences. all of those things are different and that's different to everyone. And so what we're what I'm really going to focus on in um, my continued um, mentoring sessions with individuals is finding out your values and how your money can help you get to your values. We're not going to focus on, you know, what we can't do. We're going to focus on what we can do. And maybe just where we need to reorganize the cash flow to get us to what's actually important. So maybe you really want to go work at your local church, but doesn't pay a lot of money and you're kind of stressed out about that, but it's truly what would make you happy. We can put together a plan to help make that feasible for you. Mm. Because if that is what's truly going to give you joy, that's what you need to do. Um, we also, But we also need to be secure financially. And so having a plan of how to get to that point in your rich life, but also knowing how to enjoy your life today while you're working towards that goal is going to be extremely important. And so I want to help people plan that out. And so to give you the freedom to still live your life and know you're on the right track and to ha- kind of have a sounding board and someone to hold you accountable, just to, you know, find your version of a rich life and feel rich, feel feel full, feel like you're overflowing with joy. It's gonna be, you know, a, a tough journey. It definitely is not gonna be easy. It takes a lot of work, but having someone there along with you for the ride and someone who can help you enjoy the wins and keep you motivated when, you know, you fall off the train sometimes, like that's, that's what I hope to provide for people.
0: I think it's so exciting. And I just do love that, yeah, everyone's version of rich is different, and I think that's a really cool aspect of your business. Is that like to me, being rich, like I, my goal in life is to be rich in like gratitude and happiness. And so, how can I achieve that? And like, does that look like working a 9 to 5 job every day? Probably not. And I don't do that now because I'm blessed enough not to have to. But uh, for other people who aspire to live a life differently than they're living now, I think this is such a good resource. Um, so I'm excited to see what will come of this and so we'll share the link to um your website in the show notes so people can learn a little bit more about what you do and what you're building um and so i do have one last question for you and that is i would love to hear as you wrap up what is your favorite bible verse and why
1: So this Bible verse I'm going to share with you is my favorite because it was shared to me um, in, so I went to confession and I went twice within two months and two different priests, two different cities, they both gave me the same Bible verse to pray with. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a sign (laughs) that I need to really pray with this one. And so I was experiencing a lot of anxiety during this time and just feeling like I had no idea where my life was going. And it was Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know why, but that just reading that out loud just makes me feel so much peace. Mm-hmm. Like He will take care of me. He is he is peace. And that's oh that's one of the attributes I kind of associate with God when I hear his name is just peace. Because our life is so our lives can be so chaotic and we're running around everywhere and you know, someone's calling us to do this and this, but just come back to him and just feel peace. Like all this stuff is going on, but he is there and he's looking down at me and he's just like, Hannah. <laughs> you're running towards me just Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay we have to do all these things but just know all this is is in search of peace Mm -hmm. and just be still and just rest and just like meditate on that and yeah so i i also encourage all of you to just like meditate and just think about peace and what kind of peace just his name brings to you Mm -hmm. when you think of him
0: Yeah, the Lord is our shepherd, whom shall we fear? And I mm-hmm. think like what that verse made me think of too is um, that he leaves the 99 for the one. And so mm-hmm. if you, even if you feel like you're off a beaten path or like you don't know what direction your life is going, like he is not going to leave you. He's going to come find you even if you feel like you're isolated and alone, like you're absolutely not because he will always leave. You will leave the 99 to come find the one. Um, mm-hmm. So I think... I think that's so powerful. I didn't even know that story. So it's the first time I'm hearing that story too about the priest giving you that birth. And I think that just reiterates the importance of like God is gonna work in such interesting ways in every each one of our lives. And it took you, I don't know, where the cities were. I don't know, was one in Boston? Probably uh, No, this was oh. this was a few years ago. <laughs> oh, okay, never no. mind that. But I'd say it's, it's going to two different churches to you know what I mean? Like you had to go out of your way to go to these places and God was gonna work in you and Um, I just think that, like, keep your, just keep your eyes and ears open, because he's working in all of our lives, Um, no matter Yeah. So true. Oh, well, this has been really wonderful. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I'm excited to share this, and I hope you all enjoy the conversation with the Lang sisters. Um, (laughs) and so... Yeah, I'll link some of the things that you shared, Hannah, in the in the show notes. And um, yeah, so everyone take some time and, you know, research that prayer and um, take some time just to meditate. Um, Hannah, do you have any last words or thoughts um, for everyone?
1: Um, Honestly, I just want to say, I hope if you take anything from this, just know that Jesus loves you. And I'm praying for you.
0: You are so loved. Okay. Well, thank you, Hannah. And thank you all for listening. Bye.